it's only been recently that I've started to really try to step into what I know, who I am, and, you know, kind of start to embrace the Dr. Jeff Spencer, like you are your own best asset and don't undervalue your input and your contribution. You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to uh, another week here in Inside the Den. I almost said Wolfish on Web3, Inside the Den. I, I'm going back through the the old episodes and, you know, because so Dwayne and I were, were getting ready to launch this website. So we're going back through the archives and. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, listening to the first one, it was Wolfish on Web3 and it was cool, like kind of going back through it. But uh, inside the den, we're here with another week. So, Dwayne, what's up, man? We just had an epic conversation with Tanner Hanks. Yeah, we've been looking forward to this conversation for a bit. You guys had a kind of an epic Joe Rogan chat in the voice chat. And then we, you were like, oh, no, we got to get Tanner on and get that recorded. Um, so, yeah, we finally did. And for sure he's going to be coming back for part two because you know we didn't quite get into all the stuff that he's got going on like um he's working through a lot of his you know mental health stuff and really finding some clarity there Mm -hmm. so you know during this conversation we really kind of dove in and i think you even said it we got some kind of answers and revelations in through this conversation so it it was great just to talk with him about um using some of those things for himself but then he's also um, part of Base Case and Build. So he's been our third guest that's came on and talked about Base Case and Build and building stronger children. Um, so that that's always, you know, close to me and you um, as us being fathers. So, yeah, just to he- hear more about what they're doing with kids and how it applies is that's always a, just such a great conversation. I, I'd say one other thing, too, that was really um kind of a, an epiphany for myself through this conversation was how um how some of the stuff that we're learning through TGA is is uh I want to I don't want to say underrepresented underrepresented but um or undervalued but kind of like missing like there's some like we were talking we had a really good conversation about how you know, in the, the guardian Academy and people are in this community, like we can have like the, the hard conversations with each other. Like we can have the, um, you know, we were talking about, uh, where Tanner and, and rocket raccoon had this like conversation on something that's super polarizing in politics. And it was per like, they both were on each side of the spectrum, but they were able to come together and have a very healthy conversation around it. And, you know, there was a lot that we've learned and we, we will cover this in the episode. You'll hear the conversation, but it's just like using some of the things that we've learned that allows us to take a more proactive um, or that proactive, but more productive approach to conversations and um, and making these decisions and, and how we approach life. And, and I think some of that stuff is really powerful that we, uh, you know, that we don't think about all the time. And it's like, this is some value that comes with being in this community that, um, that I think really needs a spotlight on. And I think we should definitely, um, as we kind of continue on with this podcast, really identify some more of those areas that are really profound and what it can do and, um, and how it can lead to a more healthy connection just with you and society and people and, 
you know, the relationships you have. 100%, man. Like if, if we can, yeah, bring to the forefront and highlight, like you said, the, the things that are unseen on like the websites and the discords and whatever, yeah. but the, the internal stuff that happens is that's the huge, incredible value that can't be mon like can't be expressed enough. Like how valuable that is to, to mm -hmm. learn and know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's a, there's a group chat, uh, over in the forge wardens that I'm involved in and, um, I won't share the details here, but there was something that was um, a pretty polarizing thing and a very like specific, you know, position that I've taken with that thing. And I opened up over there and, um, it was kind of scary for me to open up and I opened up about it and, and everybody was like very, just like you could just like the frequency was there. Like, I'm not sure if everybody agreed with it, but everybody had this, um, you know, connection and respect and, and the conversation was just really healthy at that point. And, um, I'll tell you about it off. I don't put it on the recording, but I'll tell you about <laughs> it off recording, um, at some point. And, uh, but it was, it was just like another example of that. But anyway, I'm rambling on, let's get Tanner on because he, this is such a great, uh, conversation that we had with him and let's roll with it, man. Let's go. All right. Here we are with Tanner Hanks. Tanner, what's happening my friend? You know, just living. I don't know. <laughs> just doing life, right? Just taking that's it one right, second. That's um, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got uh, three kids at home, right? Yeah. 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 I have a yep, three kids. I have a six year old girl, a four year old boy, and then a one year old boy. He just started he just started walking and it's hilarious because he's <laughs> for his like fifteen month appointment. He was in the 87th percentile for weight and the 12th for height. So he's just like this little short, stocky, tiny kid just cruising around, walking. Around. It's really, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And now the next level of trouble starts. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once they start walking, it's like, it's like once they start walking, yeah, it's, it's tough. And then they start talking and then now they got an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that you got to deal with and then the back talking and um but it's 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 such a beautiful like experience to to be part of like seeing your kids grow up and develop and you know there's so many little milestones when they're little you know they smile at you and then they laugh and then they start you know saying a few words and then they're sitting up and, and then they start walking and um and then you know just being part of that so amazing and i think this actually i think would be a really good segue because i know we're talking about you know before we hit record like just figuring shit out, right? Like just going through and trying new endeavors and using, you know, a lot of these principles that we've learned through TGA to kind of help, you know, be almost like a navigational guide in how we make decisions. Um, you know, I wanted to mention for Tanner, you're, you're part of this base case and build program and you're working with children and, and helping them learn these principles and lessons. So I'd love to just kind of hear from you, like, how you got into it. Um, I know y'all just kind of got started with a new cohort and you know, how that's going and just tell us like, what's the experience been? Yeah. So how I got started with it is I heard about like Jay, what he was doing. I, I knew Jay, he was in my uh, CCA cohort and I had chatted with him a, a, a number of times and then talked with him at the gray wolf summit. And I, uh, I expressed interest because I I have a lot, a lot of experience working with kids. 
and uh and teenagers and stuff like with my own kids but also like I, so i'm i'm the oldest of four but my two youngest siblings there's like a big age gap right so between my sister that's three years younger than me and then the next oldest is eight there's an eight year age gap so like i was 12 when my brother was born and 16 when my sister was born so like before i had kids i probably changed more diapers than most dads right <laughs> and then i'm also my mom is one of nine kids and she's on the older end and i'm the oldest of all the cousins there's probably i don't know 40 50 cousins or something Holy and crap. you know we're i'm we're from utah and everyone lived around each other we got together a lot so like i have a lot of experience with kids and uh in my family but also like in my church over the past years i've i've uh in my church, we have volunteer kind of responsibilities that we get asked to do. And part of mine has been involved with teaching like 10, 11-year-olds in some way for the past almost like six years or something, right? So like I said, I, I have a lot of experience working with kids and I feel like I, I, I'm kind of just a big kid, so I relate to them pretty well. Um, so when I heard about the base case and bill, they wanted to do a new co cohort and do kind of younger kids and stuff as well. I was like, I, I definitely want to be a part of this. And then just being able to see how starting to teach my, my six-year-old some of these principles and the change in her and, and the level of understanding that she actually had with some of these things was just amazing, right? Like I shared a, a Twitter thread about one of our first conversations um, and then there was actually a, a follow-up situation in Christmas during Christmas time. Um, and, uh, <laughs> we had cousins over at grandma and grandpa's they were staying there and, uh, they both, so there's a cousin that's, I think eight. Yeah. I think she's, she's eight or almost eight. And then my daughter and they play all the time. And there was a beanie baby bat that they were both just like obsessed with that day. Right. And it came to be bedtime and they both wanted to like sleep with the bat that night. Right. But they both couldn't. So I was like, okay, well you guys, here's the situation. Either you guys get to decide who sleeps with the bat tonight and who sleeps with it tomorrow or nobody sleeps with it at all. Mm. Right. And you know, all the other adults are like, well, we'll just flip a coin. And I'm just like, let, let them figure it out. <laughs> like, Let's let them figure out this tough situation. So they they th thought about, you know, both of them were just like, well, I want to sleep with it tonight. Well, I want to sleep with it tonight. And after probably five, six, seven minutes or something, I could see the wheels turn into my daughter's head. I was like, look, you can choose. One of you can choose, okay, fine. I want to sleep with it at all versus not sleep with it at all. So I, you know, kind of explain like one of you has to make the sacrifice and my daughter after a little bit, it was like, no, you you can sleep with it tonight to the eight-year-old. Like my six-year-old kind of got it after however long. She was the, the first one to kind of get like, okay, if I want to be able to do this, I have to make a little bit of a sacrifice and be the one that, that budges. And it was just, it was interesting. And I think she got it first because she had the uh, the previous like foundation and different conversations that we had leading up to that. So it was cool. Especially because again, all the adults like, oh, just flip a coin or I'm like, guys, just shut up. Let them figure it out. <laughs> like let them 
this is a learning experience for them. Yeah, it's been very cool to try and just give them a little bit exposure to like the language and some of the, you know, the things that we've learned over this last year. And like you said, the like the kids receptivity and understanding is kind of on a different level, but it's quick and it's because it's they don't have anything to gauge it against. Right. It's just like they're just jumping right into it and figuring it out. So it's it's been a cool experience for me as well. Like um, even last year, but when I first got into it and and started learning some of these stuff for for myself, I would like, you know, bring it into a moment and try and explain it or whatever. And to see them catch on, like even opened up some windows and mirrors to myself. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I see the application here. <laughs> it was it was. Uh, it's been a fun to try and pass this language down to the kids for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 I, you know, my kids are, so I have kids that are also that six and eight year old range. Um, my, well, my oldest will be nine here in a few weeks. So, um, there's certainly times where there's a lot of battles in the home. Um, you know, want, they both want the same thing, but obviously they both can't have the same thing. Uh, it tends to be the Nintendo switch in my house, but, um, <laughs> cause you know, I've told you this before, Tanner, I've got a, both of them love to play Fortnite, Like that's their thing. And, um, so if there's always these like Fortnite battles going on and, uh, I, I really re appreciate the fact that you're, you know, empowering them to figure things out, you know, and I think that that ability to independently work through problems, critically think through it and, and actually use your, your own brain is, is so critical here because like you said, the people you said, there was like people in the room, like, well, I don't just flip a coin, kind of like make the decision for them. Like as the parent, you need to make the decision for them, but you took the stance of as a parent, I'm going to help them figure out how to make the decision for themselves and switching that, you know, is, really it's like it it eliminates that whole learned helplessness thing that tends to happen in, in people and carries with them into their adult years and when i like getting into the tga and guardian academy and really wolfed in and all the stuff that we're doing i feel like that was a huge benefit it's like coming into this i'm learning how to not be helpless and to be able to figure things out on my own it's just you know instead of being you know sleeping you know, with the beanie baby, it's now, you know, making decisions for life at a much higher level of responsibility that, you know, moves you closer to the things you actually want that matter. So it's, it's funny that there's like a parallel there happening, but you know, you're just instituting it with, with each set of kids um, or with kids versus adults. Uh, do, would you mind expanding like on this base case and build now that you have this cohort started, where have you found I guess maybe start with like the age range that you're, you're typically working with, um, with some of the kids. And then also maybe share a little bit more about how, um, like how the interactions been with them, you know, working with the kids and, you know, if there's any like specific stories you might want to, you feel like are worth sharing with some of the, the, uh, the experiences you've had that, that could be, you know, seeing how they're applying some of these principles. Yeah, so we've only had two classes in this cohort, and this is only the second cohort, so we're still figuring stuff out, right? There, there's no, it's not down to any science or anything like that, and we still have to keep trying new, different approaches and things as well. Um, and that's that's one of the things that I, I realized after the class actually last night. I was like, 
All right, because we have a big age age range, right? The first cohort, the oldest kid is 17. So we have some some of the kids from the first cohort um, that are participating in this one as well. And I think what we're going to do with them is, is give them a little bit of leadership or, or teaching opportunities too, which I think will be awesome. Um, the youngest is uh, seven. We have a seven and eight-year-old and then a few like between 10 and 14, I think as well. Um, and I, I thought that the seven and eight year old would have the hardest time, like participating and paying attention and get it just, you know, usually kids that age have pretty short attention spans for the most part, but it's been interesting because my expectation was completely wrong. The seven and eight year old have been some of the most engaged and it's, it's the best because they don't have any kind of outside, um, expectations or anything yet so they just like stay unmuted and just say whatever comes to their mind and it's it just makes it like bring so much life to the calls um and one of them like we were talking about playing your game and uh the seven-year-old he's just like oh so basically if you're not playing your game it's like there's a wall kind of between you and like playing at your best it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it was awesome. And they're just they're so receptive and and perceptive. Um and so that's where I like I think one of my biggest strengths in this is the fact that I I can relate to these kids and have so much experience. I'm able to kind of take something in their life that's applicable to them and explain these principles and apply it through that kind of lens. Right? So like playing your game, I talked about because we had like four kids or something that play soccer. So I was like, now, if you're the fastest kid and can shoot the best on the team, but you're like, no, nah, I want to play goalie just because you wanted to, or you're lazy or I don't know, whatever. It's like, is that really playing your game and utilizing your strengths and stuff? Like, no, you're probably going to serve your team and, and do the best and perform at your best being a forward or a striker. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, um, that was fun. And then yesterday we talked about receptivity. So one of the things we talked about is like, you know, we, we talked about binary versus preference and uh, we use different language because most of them don't know what that means. But uh, the example we used was like, so one plus one in math always equals two, right? Like that is just always. But if I were to ask you now, what's the best color? And you share with me, oh, yeah, but my favorite color is orange, but you you think the best color is blue? I'm like, mm, wrong. No, that's that's silly, right? And help them to, you know, focus on like, okay, now let's, let's actually ask people and try to understand why that's their favorite color or those kind of things. And then applied it to, um, like, if your parents tell you, like, hey, you got to do your homework before you can play Fortnite, why? But don't ask necessarily ask them think about it in your own head first of like, huh, I wonder why my parents are asking me to do it in this order. Is there things that have happened in the past where, you know, and kind of start to be able to, to think through the problems for themselves rather than just having to rely on that, the outside input always. In that situation, it's like, well, if you play Fortnite, you're probably not going to get your homework done. Right. And that's kind of what we said. It's like, there's probably been times where that's happened. Sorry, Dwayne. Yeah, no problem. Like I, I have some personal input on this second cohort because my daughter, um, yeah. 
you know, she got a scholarship from Success Finder, which was like incredible. Um, and just so excited to have her be a part of it. And like you said, it's the second cohort. So you guys are figuring things out, but I just know how valuable it is even to like be there while you guys are figuring it out and just get them exposed to this. So, you know, she is came up to me after these calls and be like, yeah, like, it's so fun talking with these kids about this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next couple months and just like the conversations that I'm going to have with her and, and see what comes out of her, um, understanding of these principles. The receptivity was a big one because, you know, like Jake said, uh, numerous times this year, that's his word of the year is receptivity. So, um, restraint and receptivity two of the biggest things right so to learn that as soon as possible is will have a great benefit i want to i want to highlight something that tanner said i think is really important um just just a minute ago you're talking about um you need to do you need to get your homework done before you play Fortnite, right and and you know as parents we go through these situations and i can think of tons of them where um, especially my oldest son, cause he's like the more stubborn one. And, uh, and he's, he's also the big Fortnite gamer. So <clears throat> there's a, oftentimes, you know, I'm, I'm saying exactly what Tanner just mentioned. like, Hey, before we get on games, like we got to get the homework done and something uh, like a conversation, my wife and I've had numerous times about like when you're telling your kids to do something is really giving like clarity as to like, well, why, you know, why does it need to be that way? you know, is it, are we just like directing instructions here or is there a purpose? Like why, why does it have to happen this way? And, uh, and I, and I can find there's definitely times where I fall short of that, where I'll like say something to my kid to do something, but I don't really give any context or reasoning behind why that's the decision. And I think if you, if you provide that, then they start understanding themselves you know, why things need to be a certain way and they can make sense of it. But if you don't, they can't make sense of it. And it just becomes a perpetual problem and, and it carries into other things too. Right. I grew up in the old school programming of do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> so, you know, like just, just do it because I said it. <laughs> yeah. Because I say so. That's why. Right? Yeah. It'll be good to, it'll be good to break that with my, with my kids. You know, I want to break that for sure. And a chain of, uh, whatever's passed down to me, that that's a good one to break that one. For sure. I like what you said, Jake, right? It's, it's teaching them and helping them to understand the why behind the things that we ask them to do. But I think you can take it even a step further and help teach them how to reason to figure out the why themselves, right? Teaching them how to think, not just telling them what to think, right? So it's like, well, if they ask, well, why do you want, why do I need to do this? I well, let's think about it. Why do you think? Like, what reason, you know, and help, help them kind of think through it in that way. Because I think you'd be surprised at how how well they can actually do that, even at such a young age. Right? Yeah. Um, and then it sets you up for like, okay, so in the future, if you want to play games, what do you have to do first to get what you want? Right? Yeah. And then what, you know, helping them understand and yeah, it's it's just laying those foundations. Like I said, I've I've noticed a huge difference with my my six year old. <laughs> it's been it's really funny. One of the things we talked about is uh, when 
when her brother who's four comes and just like takes one of her toys or something like that it's like the first reaction is to just you know and like stop like that's not helpful right that doesn't Mm -hmm. get what do you want in that situation she's like well i want my toy back okay just sitting there going and crying about is that help you get your toy back well no okay so what can you do differently and then helping her think like so why do you think that your brother takes the toy from you Mm -hmm. right and she's like i don't know it's like do you think it might be that he just wants to play with you probably like so instead of just yelling at him or screaming you can just ask him hey what do you want bud do you want my attention you want to play with me like what's going on so during christmas there's one time where he he was teasing her or something and she did exactly that it was awesome and she's like kind of chasing him like lincoln what do you want what do you want and then he wouldn't answer her and then she just went and like started eating a snack or something it was like (laughs) but it was just really funny like do you do you want to play like and it was just it was awesome and i need to i need to remind her of that now, uh, and, but it's cool because we had that kind of foundational conversation and it, so it makes it so much easier just to reference back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had, I had an excellent conversation um, a week or so ago, I think it was last week that my oldest had a little incident with uh, another boy at school and they got, they got both aggressive with each other because one was grumpy and angry and he, she bumped him with his locker and then he slammed a locker on her finger and blah, blah, it was back and forth that, and, uh, and so it was a, it was a windows and mirrors kind of moment where I tried to explain like, you know, was it, I tried to explain windows and mirrors to her. <laughs> and yeah. so I can't remember the exact words I used, but by the end of the conversation, she was like, oh, okay. So like it, I'm maybe projecting myself or the feelings that I have onto him without understanding like it was it was a it's so fun <laughs> like it's just so it fun is. to do these things it is it's like mind I soccer <laughs> <laughs> right the quote of the day that we used for for yesterday was uh be curious not judgmental by walt mm-hmm. whitman and that was kind of the quote we used for the uh their receptivity lesson nice right because you know I, that's, that's, um, if you've ever seen Ted Lasso, that was in season, I think it was season one that he said it, but that was like during 2020 or 2021. That was like my quote of the year. Just like, you know what? I need to stop. Just be more open to why people are the way that they are and be curious about people rather than quick to judge. Something when it comes to, I think that's a great approach to, especially when you're interacting with people because somebody might do something and, you know, you've got your, you know, your own biases and, you know, what do you call them? Cognitive distortions and how like the, the, you know, that pesky human mindset that kicks in and creates some turmoil in your, in your, your forward thinking view of, of what's happening and then judgment kicks in. And it's like, if you can shift that to curiosity um, there's, I feel like the, that energy you have with that person becomes much more positive and, and impactful. And it just, it's just more connected. Um, the thing too, is it's like in this, not even just with people, like even just with ideas, 
is uh and and not to turn this into like a political conversation but there's like especially with politics like where things get super super polarizing it's like try to hold a paradox with stuff right if you have a certain idea that is especially things that are very controversial how can i like see both things to be true and and accept them both as reality at the same time it'll it's really it can be really tough at first but there's like such peace that comes with it because you don't have that like weird negative energy pool. That's like, you know how it is when you get real judgmental about something or you feel very negative towards a certain way, it's, it's just draining. It's heavy. And then you just walk around with it. So, you know, totally. I think it's awesome. And was something that came up for me recently in a conversation I had with uh, a friend of mine was the difference between a conversation and a debate. Mm. right because in a debate you're both trying to win mm -hmm. conversation there's no winners it's just participation and openness right and uh but like what you're saying <laughs> i had an awesome conversation at gray wolf with uh one of the other guardians and wolf den members and stuff um rocket raccoon and politically like we're pretty much the opposite side like I, I'm more conservative, middle of the road, but he lives in LA and, and stuff. And so we talked about one of the most polarizing topics. And it was funny because this is something I found is when it comes to, I'll just say, it, we talked about abortion, right? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because that is one of the topics where I will talk to people that are like, oh yeah, I'm you know pro-life or pro-choice, whatever. Sorry to go this, but there's a purpose right yeah and uh there's a lot of just assumption along with those political like lines or you know identities that the uh, identity politics that people play with right and it's funny because i've talked to people that would identify as pro-life or pro-choice and for the most part and you know this is my experience we agree on like 99 percent of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right like literally, like <laughs> talking with rocket it was like we agreed down to like just the like all of the different nuances of it we're like well we agreed on but it was just down to like okay i just think it's you know morally wrong whereas he does think sometimes like it's it should be an option i'm like oh cool like that's just the the getting down to the guts of the issue like that was the only thing that we disagreed on like even though I think morally it's wrong, there are situations that I, I think it is necessary. And, and he's like, well, yeah, well, that would mean you're pro-choice. I'm like, well, I don't want to identify as any either of them. I just have my own opinion, right? Because as soon as you take on this political like identity or whatever, mm -hmm. then people make assumptions, right? Yeah. But that's part of like the, the openness and being able to have those conversations. And I say that because I love the fact that we were able to just have this conversation about such a polarizing topic and figure out like yeah we agree on most of it like 99% of it we agreed on and it was it, it was just cool right but it's for me that just illustrates that like when you are open and rather than telling people what they believe just because of the label that you put on them or that other people have put on them if you actually are curious not judgmental and have a conversation you realize that we all really aren't that much different. We all have a lot of the same kind of struggles and, you know, thoughts and things, you know, it's, 
Yeah. <laughs> in, interesting. Uh, in my previous podcast, that it was called The Imperfect Parent, and a, a big focus, it. a big focus of it was communication. And I'll tell you through the process of that podcast and that year that I did it, my communication levels with Aaron, my spouse, has like was tenfold. And just learning, going back to the start and just learning how to properly communicate has has allowed us to move through any like disagreements or or misunderstandings even like on you know body language or how one acts or one wants to yeah the, the whole communication piece was a game changer so <laughs> that's awesome yeah i think i think that's a <clears throat> this is something we actually haven't talked about much on this podcast and, and frankly it, even just in vcs and twitter spaces and you know because we're always there's all these different outlets for us to have conversation and around the den, but um, you know, in Dan's book, rigging the game, he, he really covers this. It's like the mental, uh, the biases and then the cognitive distortions. And especially when you get into that whole um, the polarization area when, with politics, um, if you actually, if, if anytime you speak to somebody, I really think that like when you really just kind of pull away the biases and the cognitive distortions that kind of come in and start muddying the water and you really get down to the root. It's like people who are very passionate about, you know, humanity and life and things that like, we all really do kind of want the same thing. Once you really get down to the root of it, the polarization comes in with like the biases. Right. And cause you mentioned before, it's like, if, if, and I, I'm the same way, Tanner, it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat or like, I just look at situations and I have a stance on it based on my own beliefs. And sometimes it goes a little left. Sometimes it goes a little right. And it's, but it's just the way I look at things. I don't, but if I went to, if I went to a place or a group of people and I raised my head and I ran, raised my hand and said, I am, I am a pro-life Republican or I am a pro-choice Democrat, whatever, you know, there's going to be automatic assumptions and people's biases will kick in and they're going to automatically put you into this category that this is the type of person you are. This is what you believe. And if they're on the other side of the spectrum and they're not aware that these biases is probably going to be a very negative thing. And before they could ever get down to the root of who you actually are, what you actually believe you're already, you know, you're already kind of set in this position where that there's not going to ever be any real true genuine connection there. And it's really, it's really sad to see, but there's a lot of what we learn around this ecosystem that really helps you become more aware of yourself and how you have this tendency to bias towards certain narratives and, and, and thoughts. And if you can remove that, like, I think a big reason why you and rocket raccoon had such a positive conversation around something so polarizing is because you, you have the foundation, right. To have those kinds of conversations. Like there's such value in that, you know, from what we're learning here and how we're, how we're growing. Anyway, I'll get off my pulpit. No, I that, that, that was incredible, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You're totally right. Like if you're, if you're coming from this strong foundations that we've built here, you're able to have those difficult conversations like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was just thinking about how funny it is if people don't know who Rocket Raccoon is. There's just like how funny that would be. <laughs> From Guardians uh, of the Galaxy? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I'm just trying to <laughs> that's why I kind of giggled a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, but no, you're exactly right. Right. You're exactly right. 
And that's like, even that's what I got even more so out of CCA, right? When I did CCA, was it even like even to a deeper level helped for lack of a better word, fix how I thought, right? And how a lot of, you know, removed a lot of those biases or at least helped me to be able to put things in place to be able to think through them, right? Um, and uh, really open me to a lot more and be more receptive. And, and that's made a huge, huge impact on my life over the past year, mm. right? In a lot of different ways. One of the things is like, can you, I guess you can remove biases, but you know, some of them are just, it's just the way you are. Right. So it's just being aware of them and knowing when, when they're, when you're using, when like when you're using them. Isn't um, that the GI Joe principle where it's right. like, yeah, like you're, like you're never biases will always be there it's it's you just you just got to know that they're there you know yeah. you'll, you'll feel it too like i i you'll say so you'll hear something and you'll be like oh i'm like automatically just felt a certain way it just was automatic but that is it like system one system two thinking like the human mindset's the default and it's like automatically like leaning you towards your biases and then the system two champions minds like nope come back over here we know this is happening it's time to be a champion with our thoughts and conversation. Um, yeah, this is, this yeah, exactly. is yeah, exactly. Yeah. The GI Joe bias is just because you recognize a bias. Like I think it doesn't mean you're not subject to it anymore. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly right? it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. And that's, it's helpful. Right. And that, but that's why the whole certainty operating system exists is to help you put a new operating system and, and give you tools to be able to think through situations and get kind of through those biases, right? Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, I don't know. Some of them, yeah, exactly, exactly. Help help you recover and different things, right? Um, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love I love to talk to you, Tanner. I know you're. Um... You know, and this this was something you know back when or when we had our 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 three hour Joe Rogan in the uh, <laughs> chat in the in the in the amphitheater that one the uh, one night, which was amazing, and wish we would have recorded it because we would throw it on the podcast because it was awesome. And uh, yeah. but uh, but there was what I, I do want to bring to the surface from that conversation. You know, we were talking about like kind of the uh the transition like the transition in career and like you're you're working in certain a certain field and it just doesn't feel aligned anymore and and you know there's uh just taking that and i think a lot of people are going through this i, I don't think there's an island here where it's just just us that's going through it but um when you're going through that transition when you're bridging over to a new endeavor a new opportunity and you had mentioned that you're 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 really micro stepping like into your own coaching program and um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Like, I'd love to hear just, you know, how that's been for you, you know, share what you feel comfortable sharing, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Just how, what's going on in that area for you? Yeah. So I've been in basically sales and marketing for the past like decade, uh, probably about five or six years ago, I decided to go on my own and, you know, do marketing self-employed and stuff. And, I, I realized like I chose that be not because I actually wanted to learn marketing or do marketing, but I was like, Oh, I can probably 
probably the easiest way I can make some money or, you know, whatever, which I think a lot of people use that as kind of their thought process when picking what, whatever they're going to do. Right. And recently it's, I like over the past year, I haven't really worked on growing that much. Like, you know, it's just kind of, um, posted, if you will, that, that marketing business. And, and recently as I've been doing a lot more reflection and connection spiritually to, I don't know if you guys are spiritual at all or religious at all or anything like that. Um, but for me, I, I, I'm, I'm Christian. I believe in God and I definitely believe that having that belief in a higher power is one of the most important things. Um, whatever that looks like for you, I don't know. Right. And anyone listening to this, it's whatever it is for you is awesome. Um, and so that's one of the things I've been focusing on over the past, I don't know, a few months is like just getting that connection back. And um, I realized that I've been pulled kind of in a coaching direction for a really long time. And everything that I've done, I figured out how to coach in some way. Right. For <laughs> forever. Uh, I did. I did door-to-door sales for three summers. I sold pest control. I was one of those annoying guys that came and knocked on your door. Um, Turn the lights off, everybody. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And the first summer I did it, I I was doing really well. I was one of the top like rookie reps for the beginning of the summer and stuff. And um, it wasn't a good situation as far as like the office. It was all rookie reps. The manager, it was his second summer and it was a brand new office and a brand new location. So it was just like, a per, like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Um, but essentially most of the office was struggling and I did more knocking and coaching with the kid, with the reps that were struggling than the manager did. Mm. Right. Cause then I realized like, I'm not motivated by money. Like that's not what motivates me at all. I really enjoy, I like, I like to coach. And so like, even in my marketing and stuff for my clients, I did, <laughs> I did tons of free coaching, you know, and, when the people that applied that the stuff that I gave them, like it made a huge difference. Like one of my clients, some of the free advice I gave her, she now has like a five figure a month business uh, from literally just from what I told her to do. Um, and it's funny. I, I'm looking back and like, man, I really should have charged for my, my coaching for some of those clients. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Um, but that's, I realized like, I, that's kind of the relationship where I show up best. I, I coached high school lacrosse for on and off for the past, like 10 years. Um, I used to be a CrossFit coach. I've just, I've coached in a lot of different capacities. And so that's, I felt like that's what I need to do. Um, uh, but I've had a hard time getting clarity around in what way. And I've kind of just, I think part of that is I've been so attached to, well, in order to make money coaching, I have to do business coaching. Because, you know, and I realized that that's not actually what I'm supposed to do. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I've been kind of pulled and drawn to coaching, say, like teens and young adults. So like teenagers to, you know, 20s or so, because that's a really hard time. And uh especially like with the transitions of graduating from high school or then graduating from college or different things. I, and uh, with my, my experience with like mental health and depression and over the past year or so kind of 
for, I, I don't know, I guess I'll say kind of healing my own depression. Um, I, I don't know what exactly the coaching will look like, but I feel like there's definitely a lot valuable that I can, that can give, especially working with kind of those ages and even kids. I don't know exactly, like I said, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I know that there's people that I, that, that need what I can give. Um, so what I'm doing now <laughs> in the spirit of micro stepping is I, uh, I collected all of like the assets and different things that I have for my marketing business. And then I just like posted in a Facebook group that I'm in. It's like, Hey, anyone looking to get into marketing or whatever that wants to, yeah, I have an agency that, you know, it's really small, but if you're interested in taking it over or whatever, we can chat. I've had a number of people message oh. me. So yeah, if there's anyone that <laughs> listening, that's like, Hey, I want to do, get into that. Cool. Let, let, like, let's chat. But yeah, it was just like, okay, what's the, I have no real expectation of what's going to come from that, but I just know that the marketing stuff is not in alignment with what I want to do right now. So yeah. Open and receptive and micro step <laughs> <laughs> and the answers like usually come out. Me and Jake um, talked about this the other day about how, you know, just over the last few months of starting this podcast and building it, it's been purely built on being open and receptive. Like we've pivoted it a couple of times, we've adjusted, um, and it's not by any other means than, you know, being receptive to the feedback that we're getting or the ecosystem that we're playing in and, and kind of just moving forward to closer to what we want. Like we've held back a few things, we've added a few things just to like make it, make it easier to move closer. And it's been incredible to be able to do that. I, we've talked about it numerous times about how it's just fun building with this new operating system. Like before we've mentioned like, oh yeah, before it was shiny object, run as fast as we can and hit a brick wall. <laughs> and, but now, right. but now it's like fun and it's, and it's building in the, with this whole new operating system and things seem to be so uh so much easier and they just stay in flow longer it, it it's been great hasn't it jake you know i would say um absolutely but, but and to expand on that there's that whole like misery of uncertainty right so you were talking about like okay i know i want to get into this right it's like i know i want to get into coaching and and you know, the, the, the direction is to focus on this age range. Like, and there's a very good reason why, and, and you are doing it with base case and bill, like that's a micro step in that direction, Yeah. <laughs> but you're not really sure like what it really is going to look like, right? There's some point in the future where this'll become a thing, you know, and it's a career and it's something that supports, you know, your lifestyle and what it is that you want. And you know, our, that human mindset, like wants to know that today, what that looks like, cause it doesn't like, you know, there's that whole misery of uncertainty. It's like, no, I need to know what this looks like. I need to have like that goal needs to be very clear. Um, and this is like a big shift that, you know, Dwayne and I've certainly have made, you know, since being in this whole community is, is being more just present with the process and open and receptive and you start when you do that, like when you're focusing on like what's happening, like right in front of you in real time versus what actually is it hasn't happened. And, you know, it's kind of this arbitrary thing in the future. It makes building so much easier and lighter 
because you're just like, oh, here's a something that could be done that's more effective and useful. And let's do that. And let's see how that works. And then you get the feedback. You're like, okay, now that I got feedback, now what's the next step? What's the next adjustment that should be made? And it just makes the whole building process so much easier. So, you know, it's, it's, um, I still kind of wrestle around with it because th there's been many, many, many years of like being in that mode of like, I've got to do a ton of planning before I even take a step. <laughs> like I got to know exactly how it's all going to work out. The next, I mean, what's my year plan? Like what's my year goal here? And what's my, I need to know all the steps that's going to get me there. And, um, yeah, it, it just always would, it would, I, I would always get tripped up over that stuff. And so this is like doing it completely, it's like completely inverting it and doing it differently and doing it wrong. I guess that's what we're doing here, doing all, doing it all doing wrong. It wrong. So absolutely. Um, no, absolutely. And it, it's, it's interesting because what you said, Dwayne and, uh, and Jake right there is that's one of the things that we talked about in the playing your game lesson is like when you're not playing your game and even more so with this operating system, like Playing your game with this operating system just removes so much friction from what you're doing, right? Depends. Yeah, and it's and it's funny for me. A lot of that just comes from removing kind of the the expectation of like the result that I want, and just you know the micro stepping into it and that kind of stuff, right? Because again, if we're just attached to the one, one outcome is acceptable, then like Nick always talks about, we're going to fail. Like we're setting, we're setting ourselves up for failure there. Right. Mm -hmm. So no, uh, yeah, it's so that, like I said, I, I don't know exactly what the coaching program is going to look like. And right now I'm just focused on having conversations with people um, and, you know, trusting that like, in those situations, I'll, I'll know. It's like, no, this is definitely someone I can help. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of happened. I have one, one, like, I don't love it, but life coaching client, if you will. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was just from conversations and she's dealt with a lot of the same stuff that I've gone through. And like, it's, it's actually really funny, like same kind of mental health stuff or from the, in the same church. Um, she sells, door to door. Uh, like, it's just really funny. So she's like, I just need someone that actually understands and can relate to what I'm going through. And, and I'm like, well, I've pretty much been through it. That. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so yeah. And, um, yeah. So I, that's where I'm at right now is just having those kind of conversations and stuff. And as I've been, you know, trying focusing on the spiritual connection, connection the the thought that just keeps coming is just share share your story and it'll resonate with people so yeah Love that. the you being in cca and and the other um members inside cca and being you know having access to the graduates and everybody like what has it been like to be in that network of people and as some and supported at that level That's an interesting question because I definitely have not taken advantage of those things to the level that I could. Um, and that's like, I've been, I was one of like the OG guardians in like the guardian Academy, right? Like I bought Wolfies on like day three after launch. 
But that's part of what I've been dealing with over the past year and a half is my own brain trash and my own thoughts of like, that I don't have anything to contribute because I'm, I have not been making much money or, you know, successful by those kind of standards and stuff. So I've kind of come from the viewpoint of like, that I, I'm like less than in some ways for a long time. So I haven't contributed much and uh, asked for much because I'm like, who, you know, I've had kind of the attitude like, well, who am I? Right. Cause my, my CCA cohort, was like, you know, we have like Douglas James and, you know, he's got like two-time Inc. 500 or whatever, you know, and uh, Renee Meddy and like, we had, we had just awesome people in our, you know, I think there's there's awesome people in all of the CCA cohorts, but, you know, and it's, and it's only been recently that I've started to really try to, to step into what I know, who I am, and, you know, kind of start to embrace the Dr. Jeff Spencer, like you are your own best asset and don't undervalue your, your uh, input and your contribution. And so that's my answer to your question is I, I don't know, because I haven't, I haven't actually used those resources to the level that I, I could. And, uh, Thanks for that reminder. That's a like awesome mirror you just held up to me <laughs> with that question. Like <laughs> there's, well, there's no, definitely I, I, a lot more I could do there. So Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it, um, Tanner, because you know, even over the last few weeks, um, just seeing you step into it more has been uh gives me goosebumps when I when I hear when I see about <laughs> Facebook talking and and just putting it out there. Like it's it's what's needed, Matt. <laughs> like and and yeah. who knows what will come come of it, but um, I know it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was scary. I just like felt like you know I was like, what do I need to do? And he just told me again. It was like, share your story. I was like, all right, go live. <laughs> <laughs> I did that that Facebook live, and I just talked for however long. It was like, dude, I was I was scared. Like yeah. that was scary for me. And uh, you know, at the end, I was like, kind of had a little bit of a pit in my stomach, and then I was just like, that's what I needed to do. I was like, cool, now what? Right? It's like, okay, now what? Like, I just next, next, like, stuff, like, man. next step. I was like, nope, just keep sharing your story. So Yeah, no, I I wanted to reach out because I it was it was powerful, man. And it was it was very awesome to hear your story. And now I'm so glad that we got you on here to learn a little bit more. And yeah, we're in full support of, of whatever you want to do, man. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, this has been great. Um, it's funny because like, you know, we never know where these conversations are ever going to go. And yeah. and I think there was some some discoveries made from this particular episode about some things that um, that we are really have like exposure to as far as lessons, principles, people access that um, that maybe we're not quite fully like taking advantage of, you know, and yeah. um, you know, even like in, like we were talking about. Um, how you know micro stepping into things or using or like being aware of our biases like all this stuff really remove it's more of a subtraction addition through subtraction it's like this is like removing all the friction that's getting in your way to getting closer to the things you want so it's not so much like adding more to your plate it's like removing the friction points that's just getting in the way if you remove the friction points if you remove the downside all that's left is the upside so yep. it's um it's really cool to just see the experiences and how people are evolving through it. Um, 
we are getting uh, at the end here. I, I want to give you the opportunity to, um, if there's any, you know, any way that somebody would want to reach out to you or connect with you and what you're doing, you know, to share that, um, you know, with the audience and the listeners, what would be the best way to kind of get in contact with you, Tanner? Any, honestly, any of my social media, um, my website's just tannerhanks.com. And it is, if you go look at it right now, it is very not relevant to what I'm going to currently do. Uh, <laughs> but you can still just go there and just book a book a call with me if you want to chat or just reach out to me on, you know, Twitter, Discord, wherever you're at in, in the den or um, add me on Facebook or whatever. So, yeah, like I said, I just part of what I've learned about myself um, over the past years is I I really thrive in connection with with awesome people and like like minded people. And uh, that's something that I didn't have for a long time and you know i'll finish it with this but like before so when like the covid lockdown happened my life didn't change at all <laughs> like really i i was already working at home and didn't really ever leave the house <laughs> it was not great and i'm like well no wonder i was depressed like i i need to be around people mm-hmm. right and and have a, those connections with people so yeah if anything we've talked about has resonated that like, or if you just, you know, I, we didn't talk much about my, my mental health stuff, but if that's something I'm super passionate about, if anything, anything like that, just reach out. Yeah. I, I think the more places you can put that out there is just like giving people that support of whatever you're going through, like re- reach out and chat with somebody, you know, as, as recovery punks has, has grown and created this space for people to just open up and go to have a good conversation or just talk about things. That is, that is so important. So yeah, I can't kind of express my, just like reach out. We're always here. We're, you know, the community is just a filled with amazing people that are here to, to talk. So yeah, reach out if you need an Absolutely. Tanner, thank you so much, man. And, and, uh, we could, you know, we could definitely go on for, for longer here. And, um, if I had the time, I'd, and if everybody had the time, I'd, I'd keep it, I'd keep it rolling. Cause I think there's, there's so much more to unpack in this conversation, but, um, you know, there's always, there's, there can always be a part two down yep. the road in the future. That's so, right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll make sure to keep that in mind. And, um, and thanks for taking the time with us today and, and sharing your story and having some really cool, insightful conversation about growth and, uh, you know, the things that we're learning here and how we're applying it. So talking about kids and being parents and all the splendor of that comes along with that. And yeah, this is great. So I just want to say thank you. And um, for those who are listening, uh, definitely reach out to Tanner, connect with him. If, if this feels aligned, uh, uh, tannerhanks.com. We'll make sure to link that in the show notes with, as well as the social links. So you can get con- connected with them and we'll just go from there. And with that said, we will wrap it up. So thanks again. And always remember to stay wolfish. Mm-hmm.